0: Good morning again, everyone. It's so great to be with you here at the 11.30. Again, my name is Fernando, and I'm on the team here. And and today, I want to talk to you about a characteristic in our lives that that has the power to make you a leader that impacts and transforms the world forever. I think this characteristic has the power to make you a a man or, or woman who makes a difference in the workplace, in the family, in your social sphere. This characteristic has the power to set you apart. But this characteristic also has the power to derail you. This characteristic, if it's not taken seriously, also has the power to to limit your potential and your impact. In fact, this characteristic, if... if we are not mindful of it, I think has the power to destroy our lives. Today, I want to talk to you about integrity. And I want to talk to you about a lifestyle of integrity. Because integrity, it's far more than a decision we make one time. It's far more than in the moment thinking, today I'll do something that's worth integrity. Integrity, is a lifestyle. Integrity comes from the word integer, which means complete or whole. It's different to living a divided life. Sometimes we can be one person at church on a Sunday morning. We can be a different person at home on a Monday night. I know that's nobody here at all or no, no, nobody watching online. We can be one person at work and another person with our friends. We can be one person in the gym and another person with the people that know us. But God calls us to live a whole life, a complete life, a life of integrity. I like what the psalmists write on integrity in Psalm 15. He says this, Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent? Who may live On your holy mountain? Who has a relationship with you? Who are you close to? And this is what it says. The one whose way of life is blameless. The one who does what is righteous. The one who speaks the truth from their heart. Whose tongue utters no slander. Who does no wrong to a neighbor and casts no slur on others. Who despises a vile person but honors those who fear the Lord. Who keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind, who lends money to the poor without interest, who does not accept a bribe against the innocent. Whoever does these things, whoever lives a life of integrity, will never be shaken. But integrity, living this life of integrity, it's hard. It's costly. It requires discipline. So I think we can think about this, integrity, like this. When you've got a situation in mind, we can think about it like this. It's, it's doing what you ought to, even when it costs you. Let's say that together. It's doing what you ought to, even when it costs you. And I always grew up I, I, struggling with integrity. I, I, I was born into and grew up in an environment where, where lying was just the norm. People would lie about their names, their age, what they did for a living, I mean, people would just lie for no reason whatsoever. An uncle of mine introduced me to one of their friends, he said, oh, this is my, 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 friend's ne- this is my friend James. I called this person James for months, six months down the line, they just burst out laughing and they say, oh, his name's not James. I said, okay, well, what, why'd you do that? And they would just lie for no reason whatsoever. But sometimes it gets more serious than, than, a, than a white lie or a joke as a lie. I remember when I was a child, I, I thought my family were, were taking me shopping, go on these shopping sprees. But then one time I remember my family member being arrested, me being pulled away. And actually what they were doing was, was using me uh, as a ploy for them to not look so suspicious when they were shoplifting. I remember at the age of seven when, when really my integrity was... Completely seared. I, I remember I found the phone uh, at a bus stop. It was a, a Nokia 3310. Does anybody remember those? <laughs> no one remembers those. If you don't remember those, wow. Um, and, and I was so excited to find this phone. I went, I went home and I was like, oh look, I found this phone. I want to hand it in. How do I hand it in? And, and I rem- remember the moment almost like it was yesterday. I, I remember being told off for wanting to hand it in. I remember almost being punished for wanting to do the right thing at that moment. At that moment, any integrity I would have had up up until then was completely seared because the people who were closest to me, the adults, the family members around me, were teaching me that a lack of integrity was what they celebrated, and integrity is what they punished. So when I was a teenager, my life was just lies and deceit and pretending. I had multiple aliases. (laughs) I remember, to some people, my name was Stephen. Not very creative, I know. Um, To other people, I thought this one was so cool at the time, but now as I say it, I realize how cringe it is. I had this alias of Alex Valentine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And I just made up things about myself, made up my name, where I was from. Lying just became the norm to me. But when I became a Christian, I realized that I had to unpick and untangle this habit of lying, of deceiving, and, and try to live a life of integrity. And it's been hard. But, you know, as I write this talk, uh, a talk on integrity, uh, I'm, I'm really grateful to God for, for, how, for what he's done in my life and, and for how far I've come, but I also realize that I'm still a work in progress and, and I still have so far to go. But when you think of integrity, what's the first thing you think about? Do you have a friend or a partner who, who lies or the seas all the time? No nudging at all? I, I saw a few people nudging. Or perhaps you know someone who's created so much damage in the world because of their lack of integrity. Maybe somebody you admired, somebody you looked up to. But all of a sudden, you realize that there was a lack of integrity in their life and it destroyed everything that they had built. Or perhaps you think of your own life, of times when you haven't lived with integrity and the damage it's done to you and the people closest to you. Or perhaps you think of somebody, you know somebody, a friend who who is a person of integrity. They have a character that you admire. Feel free to nudge them now if, if they are with you. Oh good, there were quite a few nudges there too. But today what we're going to do is we're going to look at what, what, what God says about integrity. And, and we're going to look at this specifically in the life of Daniel. Uh, and I think a life of integrity creates, creates three characteristics in us that, that really sets us apart. Uh, and those are excellence, courage, and protection. So would it be okay for us to just go through those and, and see what the Lord might have to say to us today through the book of Daniel? So let's go. Integrity creates excellence. Verse three. This Daniel became distinguished above all the other high officials and satraps. Why? Because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Daniel was exiled to Babylon in 605. And he was one of several young men chosen to serve in Nebuchadnezzar's court. When Persia conquered Babylon in 539, Daniel was again given a position of power. There was something about this young boy, Daniel, who was taken out of his land. There was something about him, and that is integrity. It set him apart by chapter 6 in the book of Daniel. Daniel's been serving in a foreign land for over 70 years. He's just... Over 80 at this point, scholars believe. And for all those years, he's risen through the ranks. He's been given power, promotion, and authority, even in a foreign land. Why? Because he was a person of excellence. And that's what integrity does to you. It sets you apart. Because when you're a person of integrity, you choose to live to please Jesus and Jesus alone. When a person's made that decision in their life, it sets you apart. It gives you excellence. You're not living to please your friends. You're not living to please your boss. You're not living to please your spouse. You're not living to please the world around you. You're living to please Jesus and Jesus alone. And when people make that decision with integrity, an excellent spirit's formed within them. I mean, all of us know those people who have an excellent spirit. Those people who who go above and beyond. Those people who can be trusted with their words. Those people who, who serve with everything that they have, even when no one's looking. You want those people around you. You want those people on your team. But you also know those people who might not have an excellent spirit. Who, all of a sudden, when the boss walks in, they've got it all together. When they talk about the things that they've they've done or they're doing, they they talk a lot. But actually, when you get closer to it, you realize that there's very little fruit in their lives. These people who don't have an excellent spirit are are, are people who, who act one way with their friends, with their wife, with their husband, and one way with other people. And sometimes when we don't operate in integrity, we think we're getting away with it. But everybody can see. Everybody knows. And sooner or later, you will be found out. Because every decision we make in life, it's like building a house. And we all get to decide how we build the house. Do we build our lives and our houses based on integrity? Or do we build our houses based on a lie? Because you can get so far on a lie. But sooner or later, that storm is coming and you will be found out. I'd rather build my life on integrity. And sometimes when I think about this, I think it's, it, 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 some, it, it can look like this. That there are two lines. This is who we are, and this is who we pretend to be. And the greater the divide between who we are and who we pretend to be, the greater the lack of integrity in our life. The greater there is this gap in our lives that, that really you know if it's there, the greater the need we have to lie, deceive, pretend, inflate. But that's not integrity. Integrity creates an excellent spirit where both these lines are close together, almost inseparable. Who I am on Sunday is the same as who I am on Monday. Who I am at work is the same as who I am at home. Who I, whom I, am, who, who I am with my friends. Is the same as who I am with everyone, the words I say, the way I behave, the way I serve, the way I work. It doesn't matter who's watching, because integrity means I'm doing it only for him. And if I'm doing it for him, I'm doing it with excellence. So how can we tighten these two lines? What can we do to to get these two lines just a little bit closer together? Well, there's this spiritual discipline, a, a practice, which is called the daily examine which Christians have been doing for, for centuries. And it's, and it's just a prayer practice of reflection that we can do at night. And I want to encourage us all to try and do this. You, you find a time in your day at night. You, you, you review your day. You give thanks to God for what he's done. And then there's a special part in it where you, where you, where you review your day. And in that part, I found it helpful for me to, to ask myself some questions every day. My friends and I in, our, in the Connect group I attend, we call it daily questions. And it just helps me to think through, Lord, did I live a life of integrity today? So here are some questions that that you might want to ask or you can craft to best suit you. Lord, did I live a holy life today? Lord, did I live a life of integrity today? Lord, did I obey you even when it was hard? Lord, did I decide to tell the truth even if it would cost me something? And all of this is done in prayer, and and the Lord will gently just nudge you and say, actually in that area you didn't, and in this you didn't. And what do we do? Then we just say, Lord, would you give me the strength tomorrow to be able to tell the truth, even when it costs me something? Would you give me the strength tomorrow to choose holiness? Would you give me the strength tomorrow to obey? And day after day, week after week, the more we review, the more we reflect, the more we give these things to God, the closer those two lives become, the closer and the more we become to live lives of integrity, the more this excellent spirit is formed within us. So integrity creates excellence. Integrity also creates courage. In verse 10, it says this. When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber, open towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed. He gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. Daniel lived such a life of excellence that the people around him wanted to tear him down. And I want to let you know this, that throughout the Bible and in life, if you choose to live for God, people will come against you. If you choose to live with integrity, it's not plain sailing. People will come against you. The enemy will come against you. And here, it's so incredible what they said about Daniel. His, the people around him wanted to tear him down but they said this we could not find any fault against him other than if it was to do with his god wow that's integrity and that's that's the that's the life that you and i should 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 aim for that nobody could bring anything against us apart from it's fits to do with our god and they knew that that they would sign this document and and daniel Had fear that he would lose his power he'd lose his position he'd lose his authority he'd even probably lose his life if he prayed but what does he do? (laughs) he opens the windows facing Jerusalem and prays three times a day just as he'd always done because he was a man of integrity he was a man of courage he was a man who knew what he stood for and wasn't going to let anyone take that away from him I remember a moment in my life um, a few years ago now when when I gave away my integrity. As you know, growing up, I I grew up in a dysfunctional home and my teenage years were were completely broken and uh, and I lived a a horrible life, destroying my life and the life of everyone around me. But when Jesus came into my life, he completely transformed my heart and, and I couldn't wait to meet somebody and get married. And I hadn't opened my heart to anybody. I hadn't dated. I hadn't um, until I met somebody that I really liked. And, and I really thought that we, w- we would get married. And, um, and I'm ashamed to say that getting to know them, we made unwise decision after unwise decision until um, I just, I just um, made a mistake that I kind of really like, I even regret to this day. Um, living in immorality and, and, and making that decision, it, it kind of impacted my life and everything that I was doing at that moment. I felt less myself, I felt less powerful, less bold, less confident in who I was in God because I had given away my integrity. And if we find in our lives, like, our biggest regrets always come from a series of unwise decisions. No one ever wakes up one day making the decision to cheat on their spouse or to steal from their business. It's, it's one breach of integrity, another breach of integrity, another breach of integrity, until we find ourselves doing something and being someone we never thought we'd be. At that moment in my life, my integrity, I'm ashamed to say, was, was worth me being loved. It was worth somebody just, just wanting me. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, what's your integrity worth? Like if you were to put a price on it, someone to, to ask you, what's your integrity worth? What would you say? Is it 30p for a Tesco bag that you swear you scanned, but for some reason you, 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 it, it, you just ended up putting all your groceries in there? and, and I, I mean, I, I was sure I scanned it. The Tesco employee comes by. I don't see it on the menu. Oh, I don't know what happened. It must not have been working. I'm so sorry. Um, or is it 1099? Is it that Netflix account? Somebody just logged in to your computer, and it was impossible for you to ever log out. I mean, you tried. You really did try to kind of log out, but then you just couldn't find the logout system, so it's always stayed there forever. Um, or what about like is it 159 pounds that that television license letter that comes but you just sure it's 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 you're just sure it's junk mail oh that that must not be for me dear resident who's that for i have no idea who that could be for um, is it um, its its it is it is it hundreds of pounds or even thousands of pounds that uh, that in taxes that you claim as business expenses but really they're for yourself is it a moment's thrill where you engage with somebody outside of your marriage or you watch something you shouldn't? Is it the, of, the approval of the people around you so you're prepared to, to gossip about others? Is it your reputation that you're prepared to, to lie and cheat so that you can look good? Is it a job that you're prepared to self-promote so that you can be seen and make yourself look good when really you know you're not doing it. What is your integrity worth? Maybe this is a question we could ask ourselves. Perhaps it's a prayer from Psalm 139. It says this, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Because Daniel, when he was faced with the consequences of of holding on to his integrity, he could have hid his press. He could have closed those windows. He could have prayed when nobody was watching. He He could have made the excuse to say, well, my position, my authority, what God has done in my life is worth keeping, that, I'll, that I, I won't do it. And this is so common. Throughout the, the book of Kings and Chronicles and throughout the Bible, often what the enemy does, he, he puts things in our life and, and we spiritualize our disobedience. We make reasons as to why it's okay to disobey and not live with integrity. We sometimes even think God might be sending it to us. But Daniel chose... Courage. He chose his integrity. He said, Whatever it costs me, whatever it costs me, my power, my reputation, my name, even my life, I will not bow down. I will choose to serve him and him alone, no matter what it costs me. And you know what? In my life, I've never regretted a decision that I've made to choose integrity, I've never regretted it once. But what I have regretted is the moments where I've chosen to give away my integrity. And when we live with integrity, it makes us bold. It makes us brave. It gives us courage. I wonder what area of your life today might God be calling you to stand up again with courage for your integrity. And this is costly. It's not going to be easy. It might mean apologizing to somebody who you've been running away from. (laughs) It might mean paying people back, restoring what was broken. But living a life of integrity is costly. It's doing what you ought to, even when it costs you. But integrity gives us the courage to do it. Let's look at the final area that integrity creates in us. And integrity creates protection. In verse 22, it says this. God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth, and they have not harmed me because I was found blameless in his sight, or I was found innocent in his sight, as it says on the screen. And also before you, O king, I have done no harm. Daniel refused to give in to the pressure surrounding him, and he had to pay the consequences. The king's hands were tied. Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, but... Daniel's integrity set him apart, and it protected him. It's the same God who protected Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fiery furnace. This God came and protected Daniel in the midst of the lions. I love what the psalmist writes in Psalm 34. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Do you want an angel of the Lord to encamp around you? Do you want the protection of God to deliver you from fiery furnaces, from lions' dens? Well, a life of integrity brings protection. Because what happens when we break our integrity? What happens when we choose to, to, to do things that, that disobey, when we go our own way? What we're often doing is we're allowing sin into our lives. What we're often doing is, is allowing the enemy, the devil, to come into our hearts and our lives and run riot. I want you to know that we are in a a spiritual war. And there is an enemy, there is a devil, and he does not like you. He will find opportunities in your life to bring you down and tear you down. And most often, he'll present it in, in something that you really want. He'll give you the opportunity. He'll put something before you that you think you want. But it might cause you to break your integrity to get it. And I want to let you know that God is not going to send something or someone into your life to bring sin into your life. God's plans for you are not for you to break your integrity. God will bring things and people into your life that draw you closer to him. So here's a red light for all of us. If there's ever something that you feel like, oh, you really want, before you think, oh, it must be God, and you run straight at it, ask the Lord, is this really going to bring me closer to you, or is this going to pull me away from you? If it brings you closer to him, it's from him. If it causes you to break your integrity, it's not from him. But what I want us all to understand is that this life of integrity, this lifestyle of integrity, isn't something that we, we need to kind of strive for now to try and be perfect because only Jesus was perfect and on the cross Jesus died to pay for all our sin Jesus died to pay for our past present and future sin Jesus died for all the times that we lived without integrity he died for all the times that we will live without integrity he took our blame on the cross so that you and I could be blameless if you're here today, I want to let you know if you've asked Jesus to come into your life, you have the Spirit's power to enable you to live a life of integrity. Titus puts it this way He says that the grace of God teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. This grace of God, which is given to us on the cross, enables us to live for God no matter what it costs us. If you're here today and you feel as though this area in your life is too difficult for you to overcome, if you feel as though you've made too many mistakes, if you feel as though you've broken integrity one too many times, I want to let you know that the Spirit's power is more than able to give you the strength to stand up again and live for Him. If you're here today and you've never asked Jesus into your life, Jesus loves you, he has a plan for your life, and and he probably brought you here today because he wants a relationship with you. The last way I think that we can tighten these two lines just a little bit, uh, that that have helped me, that I hope can help you, is is through another spiritual discipline. It's the spiritual discipline of confession. It's a daily practice of, of confessing our sins and our lives primarily before God, and knowing that He's faithful and just to forgive us. He's already done it. But also finding people in our life that we're able to confess to. Because lack of integrity grows under shame. It grows when no one knows. It grows when it's hidden. It grows when when you're afraid to speak about it. But something powerful happens when you decide to say, I refuse to hold on to shame. I'm going to confess this today before God. And I'm going to confess this before the people around me. And it might not be everyone, but at least one friend, one person that's around you, that you're just going to say, I'm going to let you know everything about me. No stone unturned. Not years after it happened, but in the moment. What does that do? The more we confess that, the more we realize what we're doing, the more we realize how we're living, and the more those two lines just, just start coming together. Something powerful happens when you have someone in your life who just nudges you and says, actually, you know then, you, you, you overinflated the truth. You know then, you're, you're going slightly in the wrong direction. Come a little bit closer. Come a little bit closer. Come a little bit closer. Live a life of integrity. I want us all to just think of a world. Think of a world just for a moment where integrity was was more common than scandal. Think of a world where where, 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 where we trusted Every person in leadership, and we trusted the decisions and, and the promises they made. Imagine a world of integrity where, where, the, where the nuclear family was intact. Where we kept our promises to one another. Well, you and I can make a difference in the world. You and I can choose from this day onward to live lives of integrity. To be like Daniel and say, I'm gonna to choose to, to live for God no matter what it costs me. I'm gonna to choose to live for God and live with integrity. Because that integrity creates in us, it creates excellence, it creates courage, and it creates protection. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't we stand?